It's time for the movie raid, and tonight's victim is film composer Chris Lennox. Hello. How are you, Mike? What's going on? Nothing. I'm here and ready to chat. All right. Now, you've done many, many projects such as Ride Along, countless others, including video games. Absolutely. So what's going on recently? Well, the big one, we got uh, obviously Think Like a Man 2 is coming out tonight, so uh, so that's a big one. Uh, mo uh, big cities have it coming out tonight. Everybody else gets it tomorrow night. Um, and it's funnier than the first one, and uh, it actually has a big sort of Hollywood uh, romantic ending at the end of it, too. So it's a great date movie, so hopefully people will go and uh, take their, uh, their significant other. And then, uh, well, uh, so that one's coming out, and then I just finished my first day of uh, recording sessions for Horrible Bosses 2 which is going to come out in the fall. So I've got uh, I got that one happening, too. We'll be doing uh, quite a bit of recording, including uh, a lot of the same band that was on the first one, including uh, uh, Chris Chaney from Jane's Addiction and Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, Funny Mark from Beastie Boys. Uh, a lot of the gang is on that one, this one as well. Uh, and then I'm doing another uh, Kevin Hart movie called The Wedding Ringer. Really a fantastic uh, movie with uh, him and Josh Gad, who was Olaf, the snowman, believe it or not, in uh, Frozen. So uh, they're pals, and, uh, and it's a great buddy movie, and it's also a sort of a fantastic sort of raunchy comedy in the probably the style of like old school road trip that kind of thing. So I think people are really going to like it. It's a different side of, uh, of both actors. Nice. And when it comes to the, the composing part, uh, there's a lot of uh, action-related films when it comes to uh, you know more dramatic type uh, movements. Do you think it's more of a one-sided thing, or do you think there's going to be much more to it? You know, I don't know. It depends on what I think there's a lot of stuff that goes uh, unseen, perhaps, especially in stuff where there's, like, action comedy, like Ride Along was, or, like, you know, even at the end of Horrible Bosses, uh, and Horrible Bosses too. there's big action. Uh, but then they're also, you know, still meant to be funny movies and, and kind of crazy movies. So for me, it's nice to be able to do a little bit of everything, and I think there's, uh, you know, the action stuff is obviously where the music is, is, is the biggest and the loudest, but I think the, uh, the comedy stuff really helps a lot because Oh yeah, sometimes uh, when they have bands that are playing in certain climatic scenes, it, sometimes it doesn't really match up. It's like, okay, that's cool, I like ACDC, but it has nothing to do with the scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I love ACDC too, sometimes it's great, you just never know. Yeah, especially like those cop-related shows, mo most likely, because you got that da-da-da-da, and it's like, it, it seems a little bit too cliche, it seems like one-sided, so that's why I was asking, it's like, do you think that's something that should be more tweaked out? Yeah, I mean, I think you can always, we always strive to do the best we can and make it, you know, you want that kind of experience, like, uh, when I look back at my, at my, when I was growing up, with stuff like Beverly Hills Cop and, uh, you know, movies like that, it's like the movie, the music just fits the movies, and that's, uh, that's what we always try to do. And i got to submit a question as well. Vic asks, are film scores digital now? Uh, uh yeah, pretty much everything we record, uh, is digital. We still use a lot of analog equipment, because in all honesty, I think, uh, especially when you're doing rock stuff and things like that, it sounds a little bit better. We usually use analog uh, preamps and analog uh, EQs and, and stuff to, to sort of make the sound sound really rich. Analog is very rich. But uh, but then digital, at the end of the day, we always go digital just because it's very easy to manipulate and it all just uh, gets transferred onto the, uh, onto the film and, and the highest quality possible. Especially in this case, because uh, you can polish it up, make it sound nice, but also a little bit of old school is good too. You can never eliminate that at all. Exactly, exactly. Do you think when it comes to composing, you think it's more about using your ears, or do you think it's about the whole mystery paint a picture? Um, I definitely think, uh, you know, I think it's a lot about the ears. I think it's a lot about knowing, uh, you know, the 
movies and, and TV and things like that is to make the audience, help the audience feel something. And so part of it really has to do with drama and making sure that, you know, they're, if they're meant to feel sad or scared or tense, you have to, you know, go with what, what, what you know as a composer to, uh, to bring out that emotion. Um, so I think it's very visceral. It's really drama based. And, uh, and that's, that's sort of my first inclination to go that route rather than try to get it being real, you know, analytical or anything like that. I think it's not science. I think it's definitely emotion and feeling. And you certainly don't have to be all political about it either because that, that ends, even though it's not political, political, but it has that political scenario when, when doing this because, of course, you've got your markets, you've got your big-time studios and this and this. So it can be a lot of pressure on you. Oh, yeah, no, and you got a lot of people to, to please. You know, the bigger the movie, when you get to a big movie like Marvel Bosses or something like that, you know, you can have 15 producers. So uh, you got to make sure that everybody's happy. You got to make sure your director's happy, and then you got to make sure that the that the movie works. So uh, you know, a lot of a lot of that is just sort of making sure that, that you take everybody's thoughts into account, and then sort of filter them all through uh, talent or through your uh, you know your your uh, experience, and then come up with the best thing that sort of pleases everybody. And uh, you know, and hopefully, hopefully, I'm, I'm able to do that. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that you worked in as far as television goes. Is it a lot more manageable working compared to film, or is it a little bit more limited and restricted, what you have to do? Well, it's a little more limited budget-wise, but it's a lot more limited time-wise. There's a a lot of stuff that gets done very fast in television. That's uh, that's probably the hardest part about doing TV, is uh, if you just, you gotta fly, you gotta write really, really fast, so you put on a show every single week, so... um, TV is pretty pretty tough. You know, I would say a film is a movie or is a is a normal race, and uh, you know, and I say video games are a marathon because they last really long and there's a lot of music. And I would say I would say TV is a sprint. You know, that's the thing where you just go as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and then you're done. So uh, you know, there's both good and bad news to that. Well, you know, the good news is you uh, you know you, you get things done and you you don't have a lot of time to second guess yourself, but you also have to really move. Yeah, and when it comes to video games, is it easier for for video games, or do you think it's more of a challenge compared to television and film? Uh, you know what? I don't think it's either. I think it's about the same. I think I think it, in some ways it's a little easier because, like I said, the time is, is available to maybe take a little bit more uh, creatively. And then I think the other thing that's really nice about video games is that you're you're kind of counted on to tell the story a little bit more because they don't have all the dialogue that this movies TV have to make to tell the story. So there's a little bit of a freedom to video games, which is very, very nice. Uh, but then at the same time, you also have to make sure that you, you know, you're able to write something that will work no matter what level the player is. So if the player is really great and he's flying through something, it has to be able to function in one way. And then if the player is not so good, it's the first time playing the game, playing real slow, keeps getting killed. You know, then it's a whole different ballgame. You got to make sure that, that you've written music that can handle either situation. Everything, just like acting, it's all about how, how how it's reacted, how what's what the situation is. Everything about it, it every little detail. But I mean, it, it can be very pressurized, or it, it all it just depends how it goes. Exactly. So the big um, goal in terms of like creating something that people absolutely, you know, absolutely can recognize as being iconic, and uh, and it's tough to do in any genre. Have you ever worked with your own films or or actually thought about maybe uh, going into your own company for you can write your own music specifically for like independent films? Uh, well, I definitely have done independent films, but as far as doing something I would necessarily write or direct on my own, you know, I think the big thing for me is I love to, uh, I love to tell stories with people. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I, I would consider definitely writing, uh, especially if I was doing something maybe animated or something like that. I would definitely consider 
what do you think about when when your music hits the internet though i think there's there's a there's pros and cons to how quickly things move now as far as information and i think you know in one sense it allows people to get allows a lot more people to hear my music which is great but it also you know it's sort of gotten the uh the message across that music's free and it doesn't cost anything and and that unfortunately can come back and bite you you know as, as, as especially in terms of pop music because if you know if, if there's no if no one's paying for music and the companies all go under then unfortunately they, you're going to start you know stop hearing music because no one's going to be able to actually make a living doing it because a lot of the great you know you know the great you know if led zeppelin didn't get played or didn't get paid then you know then they probably you know they may not have ever made the second record you know and and i think uh i think i think as a society we're going to be sorry if we don't uh you know i don't think i get the idea that people don't need to be you know drowning in, in money and uh driving yachts all over the place but at the same time if people can't actually get the opportunity to even record their music or get it out there or make it or have it make a living playing music and recording music uh you know there's gonna be a lot of really talented people who don't get a chance to let the world hear what they can do as a society that that's gonna hurt us oh yeah it's it's just like a, it's an old issue but this issue is going to be endless upon endless from millenniums upon millennium just doesn't seem there's no real solution other than just shut the internet down <laughs> Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, no way. Well, I mean, for for especially composing wise, uh, it's you can put your music up there on the internet, but it's so much easier to easily get ripped off because they can just easily change the name and stick it somewhere else, and then sell for like what five bucks? <laughs> or for nothing. <laughs> it's all pretty much free now, which you know most people are just grabbing it off off some sort of BitTorrent site or whatever. And and you know, and like I said, in, in one sense, I appreciate the fact that people want to listen to it. And that's great, but I uh, but I also think that you know that it's important to, to put value on uh, people spending their their time and their energy and their talent on uh, on creating things for people to enjoy. If they buy something off from one of your pieces, you can put that money back into to making something new. Right, exactly. Well, that's the key right there. Is if you stop that, if you stop the cycle, and there's no and there's no income coming in, people are going to stop creating because they won't have time or, or the ability to record it. And, uh, Have you ever been cautious about that when, when it comes to companies, though? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to do your best, but, but I do think that it's sort of swimming upstream a little bit. I think uh, the big the big studios are doing their best to try to police it somewhat, but, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure there's, there's, you know, every time you get one bite and take it down, there's going to be another one. So it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty tough battle. It's a lot of work, and I don't think, uh, I'm not sure there's a, there's a way to, to, to succeed in all of it best thing to do is, is if people can find a way to monetize it as it is to make it you know i think you know itunes did it somewhat uh where you make it easy you make it it's not free but it's also not expensive you know that's that's ideally the way to go yeah and usually they there's a whole you know the safe way it's like you don't have to be you know so fragile about it it's like you can still make money off of it without actually just ripping them off uh, even if it's just like one one song or one one piece like even if it's a teaser or whatever. Well, that's the thing. I think the idea of teasers and uh, you know and, and and sort of giveaways are good. Is good. I think the idea of saying, hey, here's some here's some of the record. If you like it, then buy the rest of it or go see it live or, or go see the movie. I think here's you know oh yeah here, here's the big single for the soundtrack. You can have it for free, but if you like it, go buy the ticket and go see the movie. And I think like, a great way to get everybody let let everybody win. Oh yeah. 
It's like it'll even just have like the one song that's not even on the record. It's only in the film until they actually buy the full version of of the record. Right. Uh, oh yeah. No, that's a great call. <laughs> it's a huge risk now between, of course, with actors and directors and stuff. But when when a movie wise, especially music, it all depends on the marketing and the promotion. And if it bombs, it, it could kind of hurt you in a way and may not get a whole lot of sales for you even though if you have you know your rights to your own music and you have it on your site and stuff yeah no if the movie goes goes under it's pretty much a loss well yeah it's like you have to solely rely on that movie it's like i hope this works yeah <laughs> so uh, is there anything that you've basically learned from from what you do is anything you want to share to those that want to break into this um i, I think the best thing for for, for somebody who wants to become a composer Besides, obviously, needing to know how to write music and, and, and needing to have an appreciation for music, is, is really get out there and meet directors. And that's, uh, you know, by going to, a, whether it be college or film school or, uh, you know, or even uh, film festivals, do that kind of thing. Meet your young directors. Meet the guy who's going to be the next Steven Spielberg or the next Steven Soderbergh. And those guys are going to be the people that you work with and make great movies with. And I think that's, uh, I've been lucky to meet a lot of great young filmmakers. And, uh, and and get a chance to keep working with them. So uh, I think that's my biggest piece of advice. It's all just like I said. It depends where you go. Everyone wants to say that. Oh, just go to California. That's the main place. You don't actually have to go to California. It is a sole base, yes. But there's always there's always an option. Yeah. Oh, you can be creative anywhere. You, you never know. There's, there's there is no limit to this. Uh, you just have to keep at it. It all depends where you go. Of course, you could always get either screwed or you get praised. That all depends on what you do. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I totally agree. Well, go ahead and plug in any anything, any addresses or anything that that you want to just plug in out there. Anything that you, any advice, anything else like that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the first thing I got to plug is go see Think Like a Man too this weekend, uh, and then come see Horrible Bosses in the fall. Um, and then uh, you know, and then the big uh, the, the big thing. If you want to hear some more of my music, you can certainly go to my website, which is just. ChristopherLeonard.com. I'm also on uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, and all that good stuff, and uh, Twitter. Just see Leonard at uh, my uh, Twitter handle, and uh, that's it. Come, come, hang out, listen to my music. Hope you like it, and, and go see the movies. They're really, they're all really great films coming out. Lots of fun. So uh, thanks for being part of it. Oh yeah, Christopher Leonard's.